live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Crossroads, where life and sports intersect. I am your host with the most, Coach TJ, and I'm here with my co-host, Miss Princess Cooper. Princess, how are you? I'm good, sir. Whoa, whoa, hey. I'm always always well and excited, you know, to get it going. I see that you're ready to get it going, too, to fire it up. I can hear it. I can hear you ready to get this thing um, started, you know, Princess. Yes, sir. Want to, before we get into our show, I just wanted to find out how was your week? Let's, let's see what Princess was doing this you know, week. Productive week. Um, the network is, is flourishing. Um, you know, having two or three more shows launching here um, at the end of February and March. So a great week, productive at the house and um, in the career. I couldn't ask for a better week. And folks, that's not bragging. She's just stating facts how things are going for. You know, things are going really well at Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. Even though my show was on Friday, throughout the week I tuned into uh, different shows, and we have a hot lineup. So, folks, if you're hearing me for the first time and you like what I have going on, if you listen Monday through Friday, you're going to love what's going on on Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. And once again, you're listening to The Crossroads, where life and sports intersect. And right now, we're going to get into some life that happens across sports. And we have a special interview lined up uh, for this evening to give you some context and why I have him here and why I want to introduce him to our listening audience and our platform. Back in 2020, my organization, Phenom Global Sports, we started something called the All-American Football virtual symposiums um, during COVID, and we wanted to put out, you know, information as long as well as do great in-person events so that, that everything was kind of on lockdown. I wanted to find another way that we can get inter- interviews and things out there, you know, to people. Um, Glenn Littman was one of the many guests that we had on. And back in 2020, we talked about NIL. But Glenn is tied to the NIL world as well, and we're going to dive into that today as well. But these are ongoing, nuanced conversations that we've, that we've had in private and some live that you can find out there. But today, I want to introduce them to our audience here at the Crossroads. So, um, Glenn, say hello. Take hey, a bow, say hello. How are you, sir? I'm good, Thomas. Hi, Princess. Thank How you for you, having sir? me on. It I'm is our pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Awesome. You know, I always say sometimes in sports, when you go to a sporting event, a lot of times people take for granted, you know, of all the things that go on behind the sport they take, especially when you're um, talking amateur sports, which is actually larger than than high school. Well, just as, well, amateur also includes youth and high school and before you start moving into college. But there's a lot of things that go on. There are a lot of pieces that are moving around. And so a lot of times you think you may know the power brokers that are making things happen. But in this case, Glenn Littman 
is a name that you sh- that you should know. And it's with a company called Zort Sports that's changing the game in the in the youth market. So, Glenn, while we introduced you, I just wanted want um, our listeners to know about your journey. So, how did Glenn Littman end up with Zort Sports? Uh, you have like ten hours. Um, <laughs> the um, no, of, co- of course. Um, you know, I was always my my background as far as my my career goes. I'm uh, first of all, I'm a father of three, two boys and a girl. They're all out of the house, and that's um, that type of thing. But when my boys were growing up, I actually uh, baseball um, coached travel baseball. Did you know? Ran a, a, a pony league. Uh, ran pony league uh, out where we lived in, in Maryland. Um, was totally involved involved with that. And then in 2008, uh, my company. I was my whole background was always in uh, in media sales, uh, television commercial sales, and sponsorships and sports. And so you know, I worked with different TV stations around the country. I worked for Cox Media. And, and later on Comcast, I ended up transitioning into political media sales. But um, somewhere along the road, I, I was approached by um, the original XFL, um, you know, when it was owned by Vince McMahon and NBC back in, I guess, God, I'm dating myself now, but around, you know, 1999, I was approached by them for a senior network account executive position, actually um, – when um, went to their New York sales office and did a bunch of interviews, I actually had a chance to have a great conversation, and it still sticks with, with me today because it was such a great conversation with Stephanie McMahon, who was, I believe, 24 at the time, um, just really impressive and talked about her her parents more like not about wrestling, but she did have a picture of Hunter Hearst Helmsley on Triple H on on her desk, which is you know kind of cool but I couldn't be a fanboy so we ended up talking about passion and work ethic and it's just things that I've always you know tried to um, pride myself on and and uh, and we you know I I worked with the XFL for God for the length of time that it was in existence Um, and then unfortunately even after we were told we were coming back for another year and I had gone on the road and did all my you know pitches for next year for the next season and had already closed a lot of business. And then one day in May, you know, I think it was the day after the network upfronts uh, that we had had at the world wrestling uh, Federation restaurant, um, the WWE restaurant in times square, we had this huge party. Um, and then the next day we were out of business. So I did that, but I always coached my kids. And then I was transferred to California and worked, um, you know, managed an office out there, a media sales office, television commercial sales office for Cox, was laid off in 2014. And then at the time, my son, um, who's now uh, the assistant director of player personnel at Indiana football, he was on the high school football team at Calabasas High School in California, which I think they were tied for like the longest losing streak in the history of the state of California that, the team was basically, you know, the laughing stock. You know, they would lose every game 73 to nothing. And he always got into the game in the last 30 seconds when they were losing 73 to nothing. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hey, he was passionate about it, and, and which was the most important thing. He loved it. Now he's at Indiana University Football as the assistant director of player personnel. But the coach at the time, 
said, and this was his last season when, because it was before he went 0-10 for the season, and in three years he won, I think, two games. But he came to me one day and he said that he was planning on starting a 501c3 because he didn't believe that he was getting all the money that was due due to the football program from the school or the district. So he wanted to raise his own money. And just very casually I said to him, well, if you need any help, I had started a 501c3. It was a personal thing when I was living in in New Jersey. And um, the next day he calls me. He's like, we filed the paperwork and I made you president. So for six years I ran the booster club at Calabasas High School football. And he was let go. And then they brought in Casey Clawson, who people might know was uh, quarterback at the University of Tennessee. They brought him in as the head coach, along with his brother, Rick, as the offensive coordinator. Uh, Rick also played at Tennessee as well as LSU, and they turned that program from a laughing stock into a national brand. And I was responsible for everything off the field, myself and you know the people that we, we ended up getting on the Booster Club. And all the, you know, we, we did luxury buses. We turned the pregame into like a whole event um, with vendors and it was like a party and it, and it was great. And, and the team was great. And some players that, you know, Darnay Holmes, who is on the Giants, um, Johnny Wilson, who's at Florida State University, he's coming out in the draft. He's going to be a high draft pick. Jermaine Burton, who uh, just finished up at Alabama, he'll be in the draft and just a bunch of really great kids and great athletes. So, this is all getting to the Zort, the Zort story. <laughs> anyway, in the the last season, I think I was before after six years. I just, you know, you get tired, and people who who volunteer and 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 help with booster clubs and any activities. I don't care if it's theater, or, you know, art, math club, sports. You know, it's very difficult to you know get people to really. You know, they say they want to help, and then. They don't, you know, and you end up doing a lot of things yourself, and it's got frustrating. So after um, after six years of doing it, I, I had had enough. But the last year that I was there, there was um, a, a freshman quarterback, Len Hoff, who's now at the University of Las Vegas. He was there, and I, his mom was like, she joined the booster club and as a as a, as an officer, and she was like the freshman team mom, and she would bring food for the kids. Totally took care of it, whatever. And he left after a year. And I quit. And at the time, I had been laid off from, oh, I I was with Comcast. I had moved over to Comcast um, in political media sales. And what ended up happening was um, I got, they restructured. I got laid off. And then a few months later, I just happened to, you know, Carla uh, Lenhoff, and unfortunately, the person who was in my position, um, my position at Zorts, had passed away unexpectedly. And this was a for that. It was probably, this was probably May of 2019. So I met with them, and they had really at that point Zorts Sports, which is which is our sports management platform, was a couple of years old. Um, it was uh, built basically uh, as like a nice, fun community thing, and it's, you know, as we'll get into, it's blown up um, tremendously over the years, but they, you know, uh, they needed help. I offered, you know, I they interviewed me, and um, the rest is history. I came on board in June 2019, and 
this June will be five years that I've been there, and, and the changes that we've gone through are just spectacular. Wow, that is that is outstanding. And just to hear um, your journey and how things just work together for work together for the good and a lot of times people don't realize in life one opportunity that leads you to that open door that takes you to the next opportunity and where you're you're supposed to be but a lot of times you know people don't understand that hey well i'm not going to perform in this job because this is not really where i want to do so it sounds like len you are somebody that no matter what you're doing you're going to always um, present that strong work ethic so, so everything is just on to on to the next, on to the next. You know, the Glenn, you know, your way, you know, is it works. And I think that's something that folks and young athletes that you come in touch with is it should definitely um, follow. So uh, hats off to you. We're going to go into our first break. Um, I'm gonna give you a spoiler. We're going to talk about what is what sports. People are like, what sports? I never heard of that. So we're going to dive into that right after the break. And once again, you listen to the crossroads. CampLyman.com is an opportunity for my big boys to come get some work. Let's put it all together. We built from the ground up. You know, our cliche is it all starts up front. Once again, start, stance, hand placement, hand separation, get-offs, counter moves, a little bit of everything. Polish up those skills before your middle school or high school season began. Just come work on your craft. Once again, CampLyman.com. Tell the audience, Glenn, we are back. Tell the audience what exactly is Zoic Sport. I'm hearing this for the first time. I had no idea. Um, tell me who you, tell me what Zoic is and how can I find it and tell me what you guys are doing in the marketplace to become the leader. Zoic Sport is a management platform. We host tournaments, leagues, and camps um, for youth and adults. Um, 90% of our of what we do just happens to be football. We don't do any advertising. It's all word of mouth. Um, and, you know, we've just grown tremendously. When I first started, uh, we had uh, 48,000 registered users. We have over a half a million right now, uh, which is great. Um, it's ZortSports.com, and you can also download it on you know, on uh, at, on the on at the Apple Store and on the uh, Google Play Store. Um, so we, um, you know, we don't charge um, for the use of the platform. Anyone can go on and set up a tournament, league, or a camp. When I started, we had two main uh, clients, or I call them partnerships because I don't think they're clients. You got, everything you do is hand in hand. Um, you work together to help grow the. The, the clients, the, the partner's business, and um, now we probably have over, easy over 100 uh, really close partners who we work hand-in-hand hand with. But, again, anyone can go up an event uh, in any sport. Um, and, you know, we one thing that separates us from our competition, and you might have gotten into that, but it, it's our customer, our customer service, customer support. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, you have a 
four-team tournament or you have a 600-team tournament, which we just had at the Disney Complex a, a few months ago from one of our clients, um, you know, you get the same level of care and, and support. And that's what, you know, it's about people. And I think that a lot of businesses uh, forget that, it, you know, whether it's in our space or any space, you know, it's really about the, 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 the people and your, and your, your customers. And just, you know, working as, as hard as you can um, to, you know, to make them um, as successful as possible. And that's, that's what we pride ourselves on. And that's fantastic. Can you dive into a little about the platform and the management system and how that all works? <clears throat> sure. Excuse me. Um, definitely. So, you know, on, on Zorts, you can – you set up. You can set up an event. You can do rostering. You can do your communication. You can set up your playoff brackets. You can set up your eligibility. One of the great things about Zorts was we were the first um, sports management platform to actually integrate uh, player eligibility into the platform. So we developed um, the, the player card, the Zorts player card, which. Uh, and we now have even grown into um, to offering coaches cards. So, but the whole idea of the player card is that when a when a team uh, enters um, an event, or if there's a league, a player uh, registers for an event, they can they submit their um, identification documents, whether it's a birth certificate or, or passport or state ID, um, and we verify that. We have a whole staff on hand that that verifies it and. Unfortunately, as we all know, there is a lot of, I hate even using to use the word, but a lot of cheating in youth sports. Um, somebody, you know, inevitably somebody is looking for an advantage, and you, you, we were finding a lot of, um, before we introduced the player card, um, we were finding a lot of cases where, you know, if you had a 14 and under team, there were 15-year-olds or 16-year-olds or if an event said no seniors, uh, a lot of uh, football events, uh, especially in the seven-on-seven seven football world, which has blown up over the last few years, um, it really goes from January through May, um, we were finding, you know, seniors on the team, right? You know, or 19-year-olds. There was one tournament years ago where two kids from college played on the team. Uh, you know, they were ringers. So, so that happened. So we introduced the player card, which – which was great, and since then we've introduced coaches' cards. And it, it, what, what we did by introducing the player cards too was we there unfortunate another unfortunate byproduct of these sports as we've all read about over the last couple of years is violence, you know, and and fight. Um, it, it, people get very passionate. Uh, people forget that it's supposed to be about the kids, and it becomes right. about the spectators, the parents, or the coaches. So what we did when we introduced the player cards, it has helped you because we can we have the ability to ban somebody basically from playing an event. Um, you know, and you know because we have these player cards, we can delete the player cards, whatever we can we can you know ban coaches, um, you know who who instigate fights or or continuously cheat. We just had a case a couple of weeks ago where sent the coach the birth certificate because he was going to do all the – put in all his roster and do all the eligibility requirements. And he changed the kid's birth date on the birth certificate, wow. which, 
nobody really, you know, everyone forgets it's illegal to doctor, you know, to, to do that. They, they will do it. You wouldn't believe, Thomas, some of the things that you see, you know, like the, the, they, cha- they try and change the font. You know, you could see the whiteout tape behind it almost sometimes. Um, I've seen many cases where, you know, the kid's birthday is, you know, whatever, and then you look at the date issued and it's like, you know, a year before the kid's born, according to the document. So you, you, it's unfortunate, but you do see things like that. But what we've been able to do at Zorts is really control that a, a, a lot. Look, you know, un, unfortunately, if people really want to cheat, um, the, you know, I'm not saying that nothing can slide by because occasionally it does, but it's usually pointed out, especially with the kids who are seniors, you know, because it, uh, almost every time at an event, you know, some kid from another team or a coach from another team knows the kid and be like, hey, that kid's a senior, you know, and they get called out and they don't get a refund and, you know, it just creates, you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that that stuff happens because, you know, youth sports is amazing and, you know, um, I think a lot of parents and, I, look, we, we, we all through our kids. You know, you want your kids to do the best, and you want to give them every advantage you can. Um, sometimes it's taken a little bit too far. Right. What, to win a trophy? So, you know, to say you're the best, you know, for that particular weekend or that particular event. So it does happen, but I think we've done a lot to control that, um, and the fighting has gone down. Um, and what these kids don't realize also, and I had this conversation last season at an event, Two kids from their same team were fight. Were from the same team. With with the age of cameras, you know, with cell phones, everything is videoed. And if, right. if you're if you're an athlete, I don't care what sport you're, and you know, it gets heated, it gets intense. But you got to control yourself because what ends up happening is, you know, if a college coach, you know, sees a, a tape of you cold talking somebody. You know, or you know, or or a massive brawl that you instigated or you were part of. Even if you're punched and you punch back, that could ruin your career. It could be over before it started. And and you know, uh, of course, when you're in the heat of the moment, you don't think about it. And that's why it's important to get that those messages out beforehand. And you know, it's incumbent upon the coaches um, to you know to to really talk to their kids and develop their kids. Well, again, what happens many times is, you know, and not, you know, the major, vast majority of co- coaches who are involved in youth sports are there because of the kids. Yes, they might right. be coaching because of their kids, but they, you know, they're there because they, they want to help kids, want to get them off the streets in certain cases, whatever. But you're always going to have that element in any sport that, you know, it's about the coach. And, you know, it's about his ego or her ego, and it really takes away, unfortunately, from the kids. So I think, you know, parents need to, when looking at whether, you know, of signing their kids up for a league or a team, really researching it and, and, and finding out and talking to other parents who have been a part of a team, a part of, a, part of certain leagues, you know, to, to make sure it's the right environment right. For, for their kids. Hey, Glenn, I, w- I want to dive into, and, and I've been a part of numerous tournaments and All-American events in, in my day, and the check-in was the keys 
I remember being a part of the event in Knoxville, Tennessee, and the check-in started at 9 a.m., and it was over to it was over at 11 p.m. Uh, and we and then we had to verify books, and I was just like, "Wow, when is this? This is never, this is never ending. How fast is the process uh, with Zorts? Walk us through that, because you know I, I definitely want to get this message out there to the, all the organizers. So if you're not using the Zorts Sports Zorts Sports platform, you should be. And what are some of the benefits? on the back end that Zorch does uh, for, the organ, for the organizing organization? Sure. I mean, the, the check-in process, if, if everything is done right, if everything is done right um, by, by the team, um, you know, their roster is intact, every, it says eligible for all the kids. Like one of the things that's great about the platform is, you know, so when you're setting up an event, um, you have choices. So, you know, you, you first set up all the information about the event, the dates, that's the location, um, when you want to lock roster editing, um, you, you, you put a description in, team sign up, um, the, the teams or, or parent, you know, players get signed up by their parents for, for, for you know, player-only events type of thing. And then when you're setting up your event, then the next you go to is eligibility. And what the eligibility does is, first of all, you know, you choose whether you want to use the player uh, and or coach's card. Then there's a whole details page, which all the information that you could possibly want to know, like, you know, the kid's school, or, you know, their, their address, you know, you know, do you agree to, you know, opt in for, you know, to, for data collection? Um, all, you know, we, one of the things about Dorps that separate from many of our competitors is, you know, we're 100% privacy compliant. Um, we don't have any advertising at all on our platform or on our apps, which is a lot different. Zorch was never created uh, originally to make, uh, to make money. Len Hoff, the founding owner of Zorch, has a number of different businesses. Um, I mentioned his son, Lucas, who's now at UNLV. Lucas played youth football, youth seven-on-seven football, and you know, is probably considered one of the top seven-on-seven seven quarterbacks of, you know, in the sports history. You know, short history. But um, Stephen was out of town when Lucas was young and couldn't. You know, he didn't find out what the scores were. So, one of his businesses and is involved with uh, making apps uh, for for municipalities. And he's like, why don't we create an app? So, so they did, and it and it, and it grew from there. But so they can go on. They do their. They do details. You could have, you know, many witnesses you want um, signed electronically. You know, concussion waiver, liability, you know, damage waiver, things like, things like that. Um, so it makes it. You have report cards uploaded. Anything you, you need like that, and then you just you go on. You know, you you set your pricing. You can do different different you know discounts, whether early bird special quantity discount, you know, if you register, you know, two or three, four more teams, you this much um, division discount. So if say you have a tournament that goes from eight years old till 18 years old, you can, um, you know, like make the younger division money if you want to. So it's really an all-in-one solution. And getting to your original point, what it does is, uh, you know, I, I, I try not to go to as many as, as I did previously because after standing for 12, 14 hours, it's like I can't move the next day. Um, 
but you go, the team comes, you know, a team comes up, and you could everybody checked in and disbanded within 45 seconds, even like 20, 25 kids. And it just speeds the process up so much. And I totally understand what you're saying, you know, in, in tackle football, with youth tackle football, um, they, uh, you know, and some still do, but they, they have these big, you know, you've seen them too, the big books with all the kids, you know, birth certificates and all information. And you just have to go through it one kid at a time. Each team 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And we've really eliminated that for those who take advantage of, of that. So it makes the process really, really quick. Usually, like, if an event starts at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, uh, whether, you know, whether it's flag football, soccer, lacrosse, seven-on-seven football, it really, you know, you can, a team can be processed within four or five seconds and underway, you know, which, which has totally, you know, changed, um, made it a lot easier on people who run events. And, and Glenn, and I, I love that you thought about that, and this allows me to do an easy transition into my next thought, which is data. Because everything you do, whether you have the book, whether you're loading information, and the safety of data is key. How does Zort, with all the data they receive, how do you, how do you guys go about protecting that data? Because I know given my, given my son's coach, his first pick and all the information, it may not be safe in that book. So what do you guys do on your end to assure, you know, your partners that things are on up and up and safe? Great, great question. And, and you know, and that, that is a key factor. We store all data, all of our data is stored on uh, Amazon, um, you know, web services, AWS, which is, the world's largest data storage, um, so it's protected that way. You know, as I had mentioned, we're 100% privacy compliant. We delete, uh, we delete all the um, any identifying documents. What, you know, what, again, I'm not on that back end, but I believe it's a year. We, you know, we deleted our player cards, our coaches' cards are good for one year from the date of purchase. So as soon as it expires, that data goes out. But we don't keep anything on our servers that are kept with securely at, at Amazon. But you're right. As I had mentioned, you know, one of our competitors, and I would never name them, of course, but you or I can actually direct message a six-year-old. There's no firewall, mm. you know, and, and that's dangerous, you know. And in and, and our society, you know, it, hey, for anybody who is, um, you know, who is out there, it's management uh, host, whatever it is, you know, that's a key question about your, your, your data. And we don't sell data. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, as I had mentioned in the beginning, over 500,000 registered users. The only one who, the only ones that will ever see that are, like, you know, for your event, if you, of course, you would see your, you know, the, and there's no, you know, the name, phone number. You know, we we don't share any identifying documents. That's why we do it. We clear it. Uh, you know, through our staff. You know, when we review the player cards and you know the player card digital that lives in the, in the cloud and, and, and whoever it can order is. Um, if you 
you know, if you have a master list of a roster on, on the website and you click a kid's name, you know, you break it out by, it's broken out by team. But, you know, when you, you know, he's the first kid, you know, you would see his digital, his a picture of the player card and that shows ballot or, or, so we're very, you know, we don't pull any punches. You know, we're not required to follow the COPA, um, the COPA laws, but we do. You know, and the COPA laws protect, you know, minors. We don't show any pictures uh, of, of of kids under a certain, you know, whatever the age is. I, I, it, I forgot what it is off the top of my head, but we don't show any pictures. Another one, there was another new com- uh, competitor that, that popped up uh, sports management platform uh, about a month and a half ago, and they were claiming that they're going to do, they were going to do like a play-by-play, like a game cast. Like if you go on CBS Sports or ESPN.com, and you know you can follow along with a game, and it says, you know, like you know Thomas, you know, threw, you know, threw 20 yards to Princess. Well, they were doing that for like eight and ten-year-olds, you know, and you can't give the kids names. And they were doing, you know, the first name, and they were doing that. So we don't do anything like that, and, and and we would never, you know, we're just, you know, that's one thing that from the day Stephen started, you know, Zort Sports, that was, you know, a key factor. And everything's reviewed by attorneys. Like every, like, six months, our attorneys, you know, review our privacy, um, our, our privacy uh, conditions and statements. And, you know, we want to make sure we're up to date and, and, you know, that's very important. It's a really key component of, of what we do. And as you said, in this day and age with all the data breaches and stuff, it's um, urgent that, you know, you, you guard that, that stuff because it's people's lives at stake. Absolutely. And, folks, that's going to take us into our hard break, and we'll be back with more with the Crossroads, their license sports in the set with Glenn Littman. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you. We have over 60 years of experience installing tile. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J-Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms installs all types. That's John Robinson Tile, the number two, dot com. And we're back at the crossroads of Life and Sports Intersect. If you just tuned in, I'm with my host, Princess Cooper, 
And we have our special guest, Mr. Glenn Lippman from Zort Sports. Um, Glenn just broke down um, who Zort is as an industry, why they're number one, and the level of trust that Zort um, gives to its clients. And I just want to talk about some of their clients real quick before we move forward. You know, on the tackle side, they have, you know, Battle, which is has become the leader with their youth national championship. And they also have Battle 707. You, you have um, Shook. You have Championship 707. You have Shock Doctor. And, man, when you go on the Zort Sports platform, oh, yeah, I can't forget Cam Newton and what, and what he's bringing to the table now. It, there's so many big trusted clients, USA football, USA flag, flag football for life. I was at a um, flag football for life tournament um, in Pennsylvania this past July, no, August, August, with over, what was it, over 253 teams that you did check yeah, in for? Yeah, that, that one was over, yeah, flag football life. That was uh... – well, they do a couple – they do – you know, they're one of the largest flag football organizations, great people, uh, you know, running that too. Uh, but they do, um, they do a big tournament um, every spring around Memorial Day called Beast of the East. And then I think the one you were at was the, um, the, the, we run the world tournament, which is all-girls flag, um, flag tournament, which, you know, was, was amazing. Yeah, we, we work with, with – um, with, with U.S. you know with USA flag, we work with USA football. We work with uh, SHS out of uh, New England, but they're a national brand. Um, you know we're we're huge. In, we have about ninety percent of all the flag um, circuits on the tournament side, uh, and probably like ninety five percent of the seven on seven circuits uh, on our platform as well. So you know as well as you know, thousands of leagues and, and we do, you know, a ton of, of camps that, you know, um, at, you know, athlete camps, football camps and things like that, that the pros or college players, you know, will run. So you have seen your share of future stars. Can you uh, tell us about some? That, some oh, that we know uh, and not uh, know. <laughs> you're, you know, yeah, I mean, over the years, you know, uh, you know, uh, and again, you know, the, you don't have to be, you know, a, the, the star rating. Don't get me started, which I'm sure we'll get into. But the three, four, and five stars, you know, um, yeah, we, we've seen, you know, Malachi Nelson. We, we've seen, um, you know, Nico Iamabea. We've seen DJ, you know, and, I, you know, I always have a problem pronouncing uh, DJ's name. But Bryce Young, <laughs> you, you know, we um, – in the last couple of years, Zach Wilson from the Jets, his younger brother, who's off to college, um, you know, um, you know, just a ton of, a ton of kids, you know, um, who, you know, now are progressing to the next level, and, and then you, you see the future stars. But there's all, you know, most of the kids who play seven on, are, you know, uh, end up playing in high school, you know, or they are in high school. There's a big difference, you know, there's a difference in the age groups between flag football and seven-on-seven football. Um, Right. And flag really starts at age six and goes to, you know, goes to 16, 17, but the real prime years are from 6U to 14, you know, 15U, where seven-on-seven, which is really, if you don't know what seven-on, it's just 
really one-handed touch, but it can be physical. Um, it, you know, as we talked about earlier, you know, it, it can get kind of out of control sometimes, very spirited. There's a lot of great athletes, uh, and there's a lot of great athletes in both sports. But, um, yeah, we, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of a lot of great athletes. There was a, uh, 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 an athlete a few years ago playing flag for a team out of Michigan at a tournament, and I, this kid looks like, you know, he's great. And I, I went up to his dad, and it turns out, like, he was a Penn State commit. And, you know, just, they, they, you know, he likes to play flag. So, you know, you do. And, and, you know, look, nobody is saying that kids get offers from playing seven-on-seven football for college offers. However, you know, it's, it lets them develop their skills, and, and hopefully the organization and, and the coach, um, really that's what they're there for is to develop the kids and give the kids an opportunity in both sports to really work together, timing, and, and learn the right, positioning and, and routes and things like that. And also, I didn't mention it, but, you know, 5v5 linemen tournaments are, are very big too now, you know, where, yes. where, where teams, you know, high school teams bring their, their offensive and defensive lines, and, you know, to different events and, again, in, in different camps. So it's, it, you know, everything, anything that you can do for youth athletes and giving them the opportunity to, to hone their craft and, and even beyond the sport, you know, about personal development is is a win. And that's why youth sports, as you mentioned at the top of the broadcast, you know, is such a huge industry. It's billions and billions of dollars, you know, not only right. in the U.S., but all, all around the world. And, um, you know, I, again, I think the vast majority are probably doing it the right way and for the right reasons. And, you know, and, and it'll keep growing. So, Tom, Absolutely. Um, I, I wanted to ask a question of Glenn um, and you, too. I guess, you know, 7-on-7 seven seven has been around for a long time, but the past three or four years, it has really taken off to another level with a lot of travel now and, and championships and big trophies and then sponsorships. I've seen a lot of teams now with Under Armour and Reebok and, and Nike. When did this new level come about and did I did I miss it but it seems like an emergence in the last three or four years your princess you're 100% right and look I'd like to think we have you know Zorts has had uh, some small part in that growth because how easy we make it to to run tournaments Mm -hmm. Um, you you even now have event circuits giving out money to the winning you know doing donations for the winning organizations. There's one of our partners for their first tournament of the year gave out $20,000 to the, the, um, the under 18 team that won, you know, shop doctor gives us, you know, a donation and, you know, and they're really not cash prizes. They, they are donations and, and they mm-hmm. do it in a certain way, but you know, they give out 2000 for the 18, 18 and under division. They give out 1500 for the 1500 division, which, you know, again, if, if it's done, you know, if it's used the right way, it, it helps organizations defray travel costs. <laughs> As you, you know, we know how expensive it is to travel, but there are yeah. club teams both in, you know, in the flat world and in, in seven-on-seven that they crisscross the country and go to different events. Yeah. You know, there are teams in, in both sports more prevalent in seven-on-seven seven where they fly kids in. 
Like you could be a California team and you're flying a kid in from Texas or Florida or Georgia, you know, New Jersey to, to, to play with you for, for events. I saw this was a few years ago, and this is the God's honest truth. There was an eight-year-old from Arizona, uh, cutest little kid, uh, for a flag tournament. He was playing for a team from Florida, and every time this kid touched the ball, he would score a touchdown. And he's eight, okay? So I, you know, I, I went up to his mom and I started talking to his mom, and like he plays for a team in Arizona, but when they're not playing, there there are other teams that will will fly them for this kid to, to play for this team. This was, you know, wow. again, this was a number of years ago, but, um, but it happens, um, you know, and, you know, an, another, whether you want to call it fortunate or unfortunate is there are kids that are being paid to play for, you know, for teams, you know, in, in more probably in the seven on seven world, um, mm-hmm. which it's competitive and, and a few years if I had to use one word to describe it, you know, again, for both sports, but definitely more on the seven-on-seven side, is oversaturated. You know, and there's a ton of events. Not all, you know, if, if, you know and I tell this to people all the time. You know, I've seen contact. They were thinking about, you know, where should we go? What, what tournament should we go to if we had to pick three or whatever? And to me, like, you can tell. Like, if you're looking at, at an ad or you, you're hearing about something and it's, it's a hundred and fifty dollar entrance fee, you know. Um, run, because you know I think right. Thomas, you know, mentioned it too in the beginning about what goes into these events. These organizers, I don't care if it's a league, a tournament. I don't care if it's lacrosse, soccer, pickleball. It costs. You know, when when you're creating, you know, when when you're running these things, you know, you have your insurance, you have security, become a mm-hmm. really big deal. Um, you know your referee costs can run thirty to forty thousand at a big at a big tournament. The facility yes. rentals, you know, you can you, you you know there's a high school out in California that a tournament's going to take next month that that that's um, forty thousand dollars for the weekend. You know, for like for eight playing fields. You know, so the costs are astronomical. So if you you know if you see events that are one hundred fifty dollars, you know, usually you can be sure the reps are like. You know, kid, you know, kids or high school kids or coaches, you got to run mm-hmm. for those, especially in this day and age, run from those tournaments. They're not legit, <laughs> you know, and, 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 it's a, and, and it's just a money maker. You know, it's a money ploy. And, look, we had, talking about security, one of our partners, they, they use, um, they use a, a, a metal detector, they use a magic, they use a wand, and they only have a clear bag policy, and it's unfortunate that it's gotten to that over the last couple of years in a lot of ways. This is also the, the truth that skated seven guns, a stun gun, um, and, and there was there was uh, a, a little kid who had a backpack about six years old filled with alcohol. Now he was a kid being packed with alcohol. So wow. you know it. it you know, it is. It's big. So it is really important, um, you know, when choosing what events to go to that, you know, you, you go to the right events. And that's why a platform like Zorts is, you know, is, is crucial. And we're not the only ones. You know, we have competitors for the seven on seven and, and flag and, and really the only ones with real customer service. But, you know, it gives you an opportunity to know because the tournaments that, that, that we host, you know, and that we're working with, 
um, we take pride in knowing that they're trying to do it the right way. Wow. And, Glenn, this allows me to transition to our next segment. And, we, we, oh, God, I can't believe the time is flying by here. But, Glenn, quickly, can you talk about what Zorch is doing with the NFL Hall of Famers and also the new ranking system that just came out for 707 and Flag? Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, uh, yeah, we um, formed a partnership um, with a company called O-Scouting, which is really it's, hasn't even officially rolled out yet, but it will. It was started by 13 NFL Hall of Famers, um, including uh, an incredible athlete. Like, I'm in awe. Rod Woodson, um, you know, the DB from the Pittsburgh Steelers, 71 career interceptions, Marshall Falk, Warren Moon, Demonte Dawson, Michael Irvin, Ray Lewis, who everybody everybody knows, um, you know, a number of Tony Gonzalez and, and some other guys. And, you know, I, I think Marshall said it best. You know, what they are is they're – well, first of all, they're an NCAA certified scouting service. So they are going to be evaluating high school kids just like, you know, like there's 247 sports. There's a lot of you know, recruiting media companies, 247 sports, rivals, uh, ESPN does it, Yahoo Sports does it. <clears throat> But Marshall probably said it perfectly. When he was in high school, he, you know, he go to college to play running back. And only one college, San Diego State, recruited him to play running back. And he went there, and the rest is history. As we all know, he became a Hall of Famer, you know, for the Rams and the Colts, or vice versa. But, uh, you know, he, you know he, so what they're doing is they are going to be evaluating players based on their position. So Marshall and his team of either Hall of Fame or very well-known and, and very successful running backs will evaluate running backs. Tony Gonzalez and his team will, you know, be evaluating uh, tight ends. Uh, Michael Irvin, Isaac Bruce is another member, uh, will be evaluating wide receivers and, and so on, uh, you know, which is great. And, you know, colleges are actually, you know, have are signing up, you know, for their evaluations. And um, it's just – it's a great idea because, you know, I, I, I know we're, we're short on time and I want to get into the ranking system, but, um, you know, the whole rating star system is, is you know, it's full of holes. You know, I understand right. I don't want to you know, diminish people's professions or anything like that. And I, I have relationships with, with a lot of the guys who, who, who write the recruiting articles and who, who assign the stars and, and things. But, you know, if you go to a camp, you can get extra credit. You know, it, it, they're, they're not a true reflection. How many times have we seen kids who are five stars go to, you know, go to college and you never hear from them again? You know, there's a lot more to it. And, and as kids, you know, are being paid now by colleges, you know, for the NIL deals, these colleges are investing millions of dollars, you know, and they want to make sure that they're starting to get it and they're starting to – they want to start to make sure – that when they're investing that kind of money, they're getting, a, you know, a solid, a solid individual, you know, like, you know, what's their character like, you know, you in high school football, especially in California, you have kids transferring multiple times. Well, in a couple of years, as all pro scouting and, and, and the whole environment changes and these teams, you know, these colleges are laying out millions and millions of dollars. They're not going to want a kid who's doing that. So I think that, you know, it, 
it, it's going to slowly change. But I think what you know, we we did a partnership with them. They're going to be out in, on the road the next few months, attending some seven-on-seven events uh, that I'm setting up for them. But they also, you know, starting next year, they're going to do like four or five national showcases um, and you know, like a coach by the pros type of thing. And and um, it'll be it'll be great. You know, they're they're also starting another separate business cool which i can't talk about but that'll be really you know more of a fun thing hey did we lose him i'm sorry yeah we lost clint we got you back we got you back oh okay you lost me sorry yeah you were kind of going out for a moment there oh okay i'm sorry so yeah we're and it's only in the beginning we just did an event uh, that was really put together two weeks in advance in Las Vegas during Super Bowl week. We had about 250 kids um, at a community center, and Marshall Falk and Rod Wilson were there, and they spoke to the kids, and they had an official, you know, combine by a company called Zybeck, which is they do, like, time the 40-yard dash, vertical jump, and, uh, you know, other um, you know, other maneuvers and they do official time. They actually use that at the NFL combine, which is, which is next week as well. Zybeck is great. So it was a great experience. There was a lot of under kids who came out to it. was just a really, really good event. So that, you know, so that's that partnership. And yeah, just, again, it's so was no national rankings for seven on seven players. We talked about for a couple of years. You know, he created an algorithm, um, and because we host more tournaments, any other platform, you know, we, you know, every weekend we can have forty to fifty tournaments going on during the season. So we created a national ranking system um, based on an algorithm that Stephen came up with, and you know, based, you know, again, it's it's really based on, um, you know, it's only tournaments on, on Zorts, and it's, you know, based on where you finish in the bracket, your wins and losses, the size of the division. But what it's done is we introduced it at the, first, uh, the second week of January after, like, the first week it was, you know, they were calculating it, but we didn't release it. And it, it's really created, um, you know, it, it's great. Like, the kids and the coaches love it, and I – I don't know if I love it so much, and the fact that every Monday when the when we you know when the rankings go live, it's like I get pounded. Well, what about this? What about you know we did this, or or what about this tournament? Well, that tournament was not yours, or you know your division. You know you played in a four-team division versus this team, which played in a forty-team division. So you know things like like that. But it's you know, look, it, it's fun. We're giving out Savarsky, if I pronounced it right. Um, Crystal, full-size crystal, gorgeous crystal trophies at the end of the year to the division winners in both flag seven on seven, and and it's the conversation, conversation piece, and and you know, kids are you know, a lot of kids and coaches are are taking it serious, so it's it's just something we decided that you know we we wanted to do, and we were in the best position of anybody to do it. Um, because of our position within those two sports and, and, you know, hosting so many events. So it's, you know, it's, it's working out great. And like seven on seven, we'll go to the end of football 
practices start, 707 kind of fades away. But flag is really, this is by late January, mid-February is the slow time. But really from the end of, like, this coming weekend, really until next, Jan, you know, end of January, flag, it, it gets really busy. So you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, and it's, it's really added a lot to our platform. Wow. wow, you know, you know, you know, Princess. You know, we I, we were mentioning before that football is turning to year round. So, folks, yep. you're going to hear a lot about seven on about seven on seven, and and the and the teams. You're, you're going to get to know them because that's where the next NFL stars lie. lie. And we're going to talk about that at the crossroads of life and sports. Um, intersect, you know, I can't believe every week you say the same thing. This show goes by so fast, so fast, so fast. And I'm looking, I'm looking at my watch, the timer now, and I'm like, I can't, I can't believe it. And Glenn has dropped so much, and there's so much that Glenn has left out, and we didn't get a chance to even dive into. But I am to have Glenn as a guest to introduce um, Zort Sports, you know, to our audience and our platform and never had it so good, Sports Talk Radio. Uh, Princess, did you have any questions to, to close out this, this um, interview? No, no more questions. I'd love to, to get him back and, and talk NIL and Transfer Portal and what is the conversation oh, with those that you, <laughs> that, you know, Glenn, that oh, you wow. encounter, are those questions you know, out there. So we're going to have to bring you back, Glenn. I, I hope you have time for it. Uh, absolutely. No, this is fun. I haven't talked so much over the course of an hour in quite a while. So uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe an hour went by as well. No, this was this was fun. And, no, I, I, anytime you want me, you know, I'll make myself available. There's, there is a lot to talk about in the transfer portal and, and the NIL and, and where all that's headed, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Amen. Amen. Interesting time. Thomas and Glenn. Yes, yes. And once again, you're listening to Never Had It So Good, Sports Talk Radio. And this is Coach TJ along with Princess Cooper and our special guest, Glenn Littman, at the crossroads where life and sports intersect. And we'll see you again next Friday at 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be blessed, and we're out. Peace. <laughs>